Hey all, I'm Kevin Kaufman, one half of the Kevin and Fred Show. This is our podcast and we thank you so much for listening to it, where we bring you real estate information five days a week. On Monday, I interview an expert in the industry. On Tuesday, we bring to you the industry headlines, all of the happenings over the last seven days going on in the industry. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we bring you a segment called iMinute, which is all about the iBuyer space in a short one to two minute format. And on Thursdays, we bring to you our weekly business tips. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. Hey guys, Kevin here. Today I am joined by my guest, Dustin Brome. Dustin is a real estate agent in the Salt Lake City area of Utah, and he is also the host of the Massive Agent Podcast, a podcast that he he effectively uh, dedicates to uh, marketing and the way he's built his business. One of the things I really like about Dustin is he's a guy who struggled early on in his real estate career because he was trying to do things the way everybody else told him he should. And eventually what he found out is he could do things his way, right? He found a way where he could lead generate and he could generate business in his own voice, if you will. And so what I love is that Dustin's commission, if you will, and what the Massive Agent podcast and his group, the Massive Agent Society, um, is all about is helping agents find their voice and lead generate and build their business their way as opposed to trying to funnel in the way of someone else. So I think you're going to like this episode. Dustin is a really smart guy. Don't tell him I said that because um, he'll never let me live it down. But now he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I think you're going to enjoy this this episode. And if you haven't already, go check him out on his podcast, the Massive Agent Podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks a lot and enjoy the episode. All right, guys, we're back with the Kevin and Fred show. And today I'm joined by my man, Dustin Brome. Dustin, what's going on, brother? What is happening, Kevin? Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Yeah, man. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Uh, And I'm just excited to chat about kind of your story and some of the stuff you got going on in your real estate business and uh, all the other things that you have your hands in right now. So thanks for doing you bet. I feel like I've, I've been called up to the big leagues here. <laughs> That's how I felt when you, when, when you the big show. on your show. So <laughs> um, let me ask, let's start here, man. For, like, let's do a quick introduction. Like, so tell me for the listeners that don't know you who maybe this is their first time um, getting a taste of, of Dustin. Tell me, you know, let's start with your real estate career. Like how long have you been in real estate? What, like what year did you get in and kind of talk about your kind of early on in your career? Yeah, perfect. Uh, so I, I'm an agent in Salt Lake City and have been for just over nine years now. And I got in, it's interesting, at, you know, our conversation before we started recording just about the coronavirus and, and the impact that just the craziness going on right now, because no one really knows what's happening. I got in the business in 2011, um, right after the crash and, and, and it started to recover. And in Salt Lake, we were one of those hard hit markets. At the time, I had no perspective. Like I, I did not understand what I know now looking backwards. But back then, so when I got started, I literally had no idea how realtors do business. Like I, my perception was just my broker at the time, uh, watching what he did and, and how he attracted new clients. Um, I, I got paired up with, a, with him and his team. It's a very loose team of just a few people that were really just holding my hand and mentoring me. And I, ha- I had no idea. So whatever they said, to do 
was gospel to me. And I also didn't think there was any other way. So my mentor, Eric, loved the guy, great guy, but we have very different personalities. He's very outgoing. He's very um, like extroverted. I'm not. Uh, I don't like chasing people down. I don't like, I hate calling people. I'm, I, I'm one of those people that would get call reluctance. I just didn't like that. And so that's how he got business. And so that's literally how I thought agents got business. I didn't think there was any other way. And so I just did what he did. Uh, and it wasn't until, you know, a year and a half in that I was like, well, I can't pay my bills. I'm not closing in enough transactions. I'm splitting at 50%, you know, once I do close a, a deal. And I'm just not enjoying this because I hate door knocking. I hate cold calling. I hate reading this freaking script. Like, I hate this. So out of necessity, because I was starving to death, I go to Google and I type in, how to get real estate leads. And that brought me to Easy Agent Pro. They're, they're the website company that I still use today, but they were doing a lot of content marketing. They were putting out articles about how agents can get more business. And it was all about writing an article or doing a video and, and putting stuff out there that attracted business to you. And it completely flipped everything for me because I thought you, I thought that agents I, I literally thought 100% of agents out there had to chase people down and well, convince them why, why they're the best option, right? You know, I think that's, uh, that, like, that's really common. So one of the things I love about our business is that there's a million, there's so many different ways to bring in business, right? Um, I know that the, now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But unfortunately, though, most of us tend to just do what you did, which is I'm just going to do what the people around me are doing, especially mm -hmm. if it's like a mentor or a team leader or a broker or something like that. And there's so many people who that it's like trying to fit a round hole into a square peg, right? It just, it doesn't work. Like you, at least you realize that about yourself uh, and you're able to like survive, survive that first year and a half as before you kind of figured out your way. Like that's one thing we're always trying to talk to our agents about on our team. And like anybody that we're, you know, mentoring or coaching is like, Hey, you got to find the thing that you can do that you're willing to do basically at nauseum um, every day, day in and day out to, to build your business. And so I, I think that's, I think that's important because what you just said there in the last couple of minutes, I guarantee you there's someone listening right now who totally resonates with that. And until you said that didn't know that they had permission to do something different. So I think that's, that can't be stated enough. That can't be overstated. Yeah. I, I hope that that did have an impact because I had to learn that myself out of necessity and in, it's crazy because in hindsight, Kevin, I don't, I think I was just too stubborn to quit back then. But I also, I legitimately don't think that I had any other options. And so I just kept moving forward. Thank God. Uh, but I, I don't know, like I, I should have probably quit back then because I was not the person that I am today. I, I was not a strong-willed person. I was not a go-getter. I I was just not who I am today. And so I, it's kind of stunning that I did not quit back then, but I didn't. And uh, so I learned absolutely there are infinite different ways that you can grow a business. Um, for, for some perspective real quick. So I was not someone who came into real estate having any success in my life in any way. Uh, I did not come from a wealthy family. I didn't come from a successful family. I came from a very, and, 
look, I, I love my parents. I love everything they've done. They're amazing people. Don't get me wrong. But we were not financially well off. We weren't poor either. We were just, you know, very um, average middle class. And so I, and everyone was employees. So I, there were no business owners in my family. I was working before I got into the business. I was working in call centers, detailing cars, car washes. Um, I was a debt collector, uh, which helped me in my first couple of years in the business because I, I, I knew how me to too. navigate the, the, the debt collector calls. Um, I was working all these dead end dude jobs, as I call them, because uh, <laughs> I didn't know that there was any other way until I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it opened my eyes to not just real estate investing, but entrepreneurship as a concept that I, I not just some other person that like has a different blood or different DNA, but I could actually run my own business. So that changed everything. And I, I jumped in thinking that I was going to flip homes and make 50 grand a week because that's, that's what you see on TV, right? And, and luckily, my broker was an investor. And he's like, hey, you need to get your license. If you're going to be an investor, whether you're a flipper, a wholesale, whatever, you got to get your license. And I did. And I don't really know how it happened, but I got referred a buyer and helped them find a condo. And I fell in love with that process and helping them. But uh, yeah, I, I literally came in as green as it gets, not having any experience building a business. Like I had to learn time management for myself because I was always told what to do and when to do it as an yeah. employee. That was a big learning curve for me. Um, but yeah, I thank God I did that Google search for how to get real estate leads and went down the rabbit hole of content marketing. And I learned that I could actually, by doing certain things, videos, um, writing articles, now podcasting, that that podcasting so big, it wasn't back then. I can attract clients to me. That changed my life. That changed everything for me. And it's because I found something that I could do that I was excited about. And, and I realized that I could find something that I really enjoy doing and lean into it. Yeah, that's, uh, dude, that's so powerful. My story is not too dissimilar. And while I didn't know the term was content marketing, I mean, we started really heavy content marketing early in our career too. So 2009 and I, I was licensed in 07. So mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, fairly early, luckily I say luckily as weird as that sounds like um, it was a massive short sale market here in Phoenix. Like that's, that's what yeah. I cut my teeth on. And we were, I was willing to do it. Fred, my business partner was willing to do it. And so we grew our business quickly because we were some of the very few people willing to get our hands dirty there. And then we use content marketing to, to grow it and to really, to really explode things for us. So, so that's cool. So what happened? What was that like for you? So you figure out, Oh my gosh, there's another way. Like, what did you, what were your next steps? Like, what did you do? What was your thought process there? Oh, that was it. I just walked away and the money started rolling in and it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even though now I've, I realized there's a different path that agents can take and it's not just agents, it's any business person. Like there's different ways that you can attract clients. You just need to be open to it and then put in the work. So this was at that time. Now I realized I've got some freaking work to do. Like I, I, I get the concept and it sounds great, but I don't know anyone doing this. So it's, it was so daunting and so intimidating that I'm like, okay, now I have to launch a website. I started blogging. I, that's where I started with, with this journey to content marketing is I, I launched a website called search salt Lake and using easy agent pros platform. Thank God it was affordable. But at the time I had to borrow the money to get started. It, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, when I look back at, at the whole path that brought me here, 
but I, I, I dove in, launched a website, started blogging and I'm not, I'm not a writer. You know, anyone who knows me, they're like, this guy could barely fog a mirror. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not a writer and I've always hated writing. I always saw it as so douchey and I hated e uh, English class in high school. <laughs> um, it, it was always the worst. And so I'm like, I literally don't know any other way to do this other than to type the way that I talk, to just write things the way that I would say them face to face. And I've learned since that that's exactly how to do it. Yeah. That's exactly how to do it. Unless you're, a, unless you're a writer for the New York Times or you want to win a Pulitzer Prize or whatever it's called, uh, you, the more authentic and real and relatable it is, the better it works. But I didn't quite understand this yet. So I, I'm like, okay, I don't, and this was before I really started my journey into personal development too. I wasn't reading a lot of stuff outside of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I didn't understand success concepts the way I do today, but I'm like, okay, I want to do this thing. I want to start blogging and I want to get leads from it. How do I do that? I don't know anyone. I found people at the time on Google plus, I found a whole oh community, a Google plus. Yeah. I found a whole community of other real estate bloggers, agents from all around the country and the world really, who were, they've built their entire business off of blogging. And so I, I jumped in, I just, you know, connected with them and messaged them, told them I was new and that I was paying attention, you know, thanks for their advice. And, and I just started doing what they did. And, but then I put my own spin on it because I didn't know how to do it any other way. Um, pretty quickly after, after I launched my first a few articles and, and I did some YouTube videos in there as well. I got a client, like I had a buyer call me maybe three or four months after I launched my website who had found me, they found a YouTube video that had like five views. <laughs> they, they were one of them that led them to my website. They started reading some of my stuff and they're like, Hey, we like this person because he has a personality. He seems fun and he seems to know what he's talking about. Little did they know <laughs> I didn't. Um, but they called me and they're like, Hey, we want to hire you. It validated everything, Kevin. Like it took all this theory, this stuff that I thought was possible. And, and three months is a quick payoff. Like yeah, if you're going down this, you know, if you're going down this path, do not expect it to, to pay off or to get validation that fast plan on nine months, 12 months, something like that. Usually you can get some validation quicker, but I got a client at three months later that validated everything. And so I, from that moment on, I burned the bridges and I just went full bore with, with blogging and, and everything like that. Um, but again, that was still just the start of the journey, not the end of it. There was so much hard work, so much to learn. Um, I just kept doing it every freaking day because I started to enjoy it and, and I saw that it could work. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. So how did that, so what'd that do? So obviously you got the first client, um, you said, and as you, as you said, then you kind of, okay, you went all in at that point. Mm -hmm. How did that change your business? Like what did things start to look like over the course of the next year or two, as you went all in on content marketing? Uh, a lot of ups and downs emotionally because, you know, I got that validation and, and at the time I thought, and I think this is human nature too. I was like, cool. Like, it's turning around. Like, when's the next one coming? When do I get my next client? Right. It's working. I didn't realize that there may be a gap of a few, a few more <laughs> months before I got another one. Right. And so I, I kept putting out content and I, and here's another thing, guys, if you're going to put out content, that's only step one. 
you have to then get people to know your content exists. You have to get traffic to it. You have to learn to promote your content. Otherwise, it may as well not exist. So I started to learn that because I'm like, wait, I did this great article. How come no one's seeing it? How come no one's visiting it? It's on Google. How come I'm not on the first page, you know, after blogging for a couple months? So I started learning about promotion and, and SEO and all this stuff. And man, it was then when I realized how much more work I still had to do that, that I thought about quitting a few times, but I just kept, I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I made a promise to myself to just keep getting a little bit better every day. Even if it, even if I just was just down in the dumps and feeling shitty, I wanted to at least make some sort of progress or learn something new or implement something else that day before my head hit the pillow. And I just made a commitment to do it every day. And, um, you know, tough times financially really strained the relationship I have with my wife. Um, you know, at the time it was really, really tough. Uh, but we just kept persevering and, you know, you do this, you do the right things long enough and they just start to work. It's, it's amazing how that happens. And so I started to get traction finally, maybe, maybe six or seven months in and, and, you know, fast forward, I get, you know, 75 or 80% of my transactions from content in one way, shape or form. And the others are from referrals because people have seen my content. Other agents have, have seen me or heard my podcast or something like that. And uh, so attraction marketing, content marketing has absolutely changed my life, my business, my career, uh, everything. And, and now it's just a passion of mine to share the journey and share what I've done and what I am doing with other agents. Cause I know it's not just a few of them that are in that spot. I think most. Yeah. There, I think there's so many agents who come in and they get stuck and they think, Oh, the only way to be successful is I got to use the phone. And, yeah. and listen, like eventually you do, like you got to call your client, <laughs> um, right? Like eventually yeah. when, after they read your article, you, you're going to have to talk to them. Uh, but it's not you like do you need to talk to them. Yeah, it, it does help. Yes. You, you don't have to constantly be outbound, 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 but that, that works for the people that it works for. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. You know, this is one of the things I try to tell, especially newer agents, just get really clear on it. Like what is, who is it that you are that you, you know, that you're going to willing to, to commit to, to being every day, five, six, seven days a week, whatever it takes, get your business going. And if it's content marketing, great. But the, the reality is, is like content marketing is no different than making cold calls or working your sphere of influence or whatever. It just takes time. And you can't, you're not going to ever have consistent income until you, after you've had consistent activities for six, nine months. It's just, it's just the law of averages. That's how it works. I could not agree more. Um, I learned that by doing, you know, I, I learned that that was the case. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you find someone who's willing to mentor you uh, or, or even just, you know, give you advice and answer a message from you every once in a while, like you can, somebody who's been or, or someone who's at the spot that you want to get to, don't be afraid to ask questions that may sound dumb to you, but they may be like, that's the right question. Yes. Like yeah. you do need to know that if you're ever going to get here, you need to know that. Um, luckily I, f- I found some of those people, but, um, and it's, it's just a journey it, in hindsight. And, and I say this, I, I love the way you say this and how you, and how often you say it. And, and I think it's so important to say it as well. You can be successful as a real estate agent, literally doing anything to, to get business. You need to re- take a step back, think about what excites you. 
What do you want to do? What, when was the last time that you were listening to a podcast or you were at a conference or you got some idea, somebody told you a tactic that you're like, oh, I love that. I could do that. That's a pretty good indication that that might excite you. That might be something you should really think about doing, yep. actually doing. Um, but you don't have to do what other people are doing because we all have different personalities. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. It is, look, I think our industry and our profession is so powerful it, and it can lead to so many different things and different revenue streams and different businesses. But, you know, you'll never, you'll never do the work long enough to see success if you hate it. You'll never be able to stick with it long enough. Maybe that's three months. Maybe that's a year. Maybe that's a year and a half. I don't know. It depends on a lot of different things, but you can never stick with it long enough and be consistent enough to win if you hate what you're doing and or you suck at it. So lean into what you're good at, what your strengths are, and what do you want to do? If you, if you, if you hate um, being in, if you really hate the sound of your voice or being on video, write articles, you know, be a blogger, write articles on LinkedIn or medium or your own site or whatever. If you shake with nervousness when you're on camera, you probably shouldn't dive headfirst into a YouTube strategy. <laughs> Not yet, you know, yeah. uh, practice with, with, with Instagram stories or Snapchat or something. Um, you've got to do it long enough to win. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the old, the old saying, um, I say the old saying, I've only seen it recently. You're a wise uh, old man, Kevin. Yeah, I, I am clearly by the lack of hair up here. Um, <laughs> and all of it down here. So, yes. you, you know, the, the saying is effectively like long-term consistency beats short-term, like, uh, it's not energy, but you know, it's like people want to go, Hey, I'm going to go all out. It's like, let's say you've, it is the phone. Hey, I'm going to do three hours of lead generation a day. Never done it before, but all of a sudden tomorrow, I'm going to start doing three hours a day. Like that short-term intensity will always lose to the long-term consistency. And so whatever that thing is, whether it's phone calls, handwritten notes, content marketing, writing, videos, et cetera, just pick the thing and be consistent about it over a long period of time as opposed to, I see these agents, they come in and they go, they go so hard on this one thing for like a month or a week. And then they're like, oh, this doesn't work. So then, they, then they're like, you know, down in the dumps. And then like three or four weeks later, it's something else, short-term consistency. And they haven't done anything for long for any sort of period of time yet that would yield results. And they wonder why they always end up back in that place. And I've done that most of my life. I know exactly what that's like. And it's it, looking back on it with the perspective I have now, it's because I was doing something that I really didn't want to do in the first place. Yeah. It's something that didn't align with me somehow, some way. It, same thing with dieting. Like if you're going to do this really intense, really um, like really hard diet that, that restricts a lot, that's not something you can do long-term because you see it as punishment. You see it as, oh, I've got to do this again. That's that short-term little uh, like weight loss. You're going to gain it back because you still have your habits. You've got to find something that you can do long-term. It's, it's the same concept that we're talking about. I've yeah. learned through experience that that's exactly right. Guys, with technology and social media and marketing is what it is today, you could do anything you want to do, but you have to first define what that is. What do you want to do and what are you good at? Because if, if you don't want to do something, if you, if you think that you're going to do it just because it's going to make you some money, it's probably not. It's probably not going to make you some money because you're not going to do it long enough to, to see success. 
Yeah, that's yeah, it's definitely that's the wrong reason for doing something. It's it's got to be something that you can find some enjoyment out of, and because here's the other thing too, regardless of what it what that thing is that you pick, content marketing, direct marketing, direct response, cold calls, etc. When you do it over a long period of time, number one, you get the results of having been consistent. But the other thing is you start to, your skill level goes up exponentially when you're consistent in the thing that you do. And I think that, that can't be like, that can't be overstated either. I mean, it's the thought of like, Hey, if I need right now, if my skill level with, you know, meeting with sellers is I get three out of 10 of them to sign with me. If you're consistent with it and you keep going on appointments, eventually it's going to be four out of 10 and then five out of 10 and six out of 10 and seven out of 10, et cetera. And, but most people, again, it comes back like anything else too, it's just consistency. It's a process. It's not fun. It's not sexy. You just got to keep building and building and building and building. Right. Right. And man, it's choosing the right strategy from the beginning is so powerful. Like, and let's talk about content for a second. If you're going to do a video, the topic that you choose, what it's about, the subject that it's about is, is more important than anything else. Okay, you could you could have the best videographer and the best effects and sound and and the best camera ever and all this put into your video, but if it's a topic that you chose that nobody gives a shit about, it's not going to do well. Yeah, so dude, it's so true. That is so true. Like you nailed that. Let, let let's do let me let's do this, Dustin. If you could, like, let's shift the gears there just a little bit because um, number one, you know, just from a time standpoint, I want to make sure we talk about this, like. You've started your, um, you've started coaching more and more people on how effectively how agents, how they can take this strategy. I'm going to call it the content strategy. I'll let you say whatever the real word is right to, into, into their business and grow it. Cause you experienced it. And I want to make sure too, we talk, we touch on podcasts here. We are recording a podcast and I know that that's the, like for you, the lever. And I'll tell you for me too, personally, the thing I've noticed is like, that's the biggest opportunity out there in my, in my opinion is podcasting. So let's talk about like kind of how you, with what you're doing with some of the agents that you coach, as well as let's specifically camp out on podcasting if we could. For sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll just briefly mention like what I'm helping other agents do in a nutshell. I'm everything that I've learned along the way by, by doing like I, I was too stubborn to hire a coach. I was too stubborn and cheap. I mean, at the time I really didn't have the money, but I could have borrowed it. I could have found it, you know, could have been more resourceful, but I told myself that story that, Oh, I can't afford to hire a coach. I can't afford to take this course or whatever, or go to this conference. It's all bullshit. Um, but at the time it was real to me. And so I learned everything that, that everything that got me to where I'm at by doing. And so I just tell other people what that is. Like that's why I launched my podcast. The massive agent podcast is to be able to dive deeper on some of those things on, on specific things that I've done to grow an audience, to get the local community to know that I exist and to, to you know, to get the phone ringing. And um, you know, so I found though that by creating all that content, you know how I mentioned, that's just step one. Now you have to get people to know about it. Yeah. Just you can get the fanciest, most expensive, most ridiculous website out there, but if no one knows about it, you get no traffic. The, <laughs> yeah. the website itself is not going to bring any leads. It's the people that visit the website that turn into leads. Um, so Facebook ads become became a major, major part of of me promoting the content that I have. 
so powerful. You can make your money go so far if you know how to do it right. And so a lot of my program is, um, it, it's part online course, part mentoring, part handholding, and uh, you know, helping people to become masters of their own lead gen so that they don't have to rely on the ex insanely expensive Zillow or realtor.com or whatever else that you know, prices most people out, but they try it anyways. And then they, uh, there's just a better way, in my opinion, for, the, for most individual agents. And, and so I've just, that's what I teach. That's what I teach because um, it's worked for me. But um, yeah, podcasting, podcasting is, is what really took everything to another level for me. The reason why you and I even know each other yeah. is, is because January 2019, I decided while walking my dog on New Year's Day, New Year's Day evening, actually, uh, I decided I'm going to go home, go down to my basement office and start a freaking podcast. I, I didn't know what it was going to be about other than I was just tell my story, tell about the specific marketing tactics and strategies that I've done um, to get more business. Because um, I know that there's a lot of other agents out there looking for that who are in the spot that I was in. And I decided within a few seconds, I was going to call it the Massive Agent Podcast. I thought uh, I had you in mind, Kevin, even though I didn't know you at the time, I was like, I was like, okay, mega agents. Like what's bigger than mega? I'm like, oh, was massive agent. And I, I just, I didn't think about it too much. I just freaking went with it. Yeah. Uh, and at, at the time I thought it was so stupid, uh, but I didn't care. I'm like, that's it. Massive agent podcast. It's going to be about marketing stuff, new topic every week. And I decided to do it every week. And I've done 116 episodes now every single week for over two years, hit, um, you know, over 200,000 downloads. And, and I'm having so much fun with it because of the power of podcasting. And you know this better than anybody, probably better than me even. When someone listens to a podcast, they're not just listening to 30 seconds. They're not just listening. Like if you get someone to watch five minutes on average of a YouTube video, you are absolutely dominating YouTube. You're crushing it, yeah. Absolutely crushing it. Podcasting, most people, and I'm not going to go into the exact stats, but uh, the, the general concept here is most, anyone who listens to podcasts listens to more than one. And they listen to every single episode of the shows that they listen to. Uh, and they listen to the whole thing or most of it, my stats still show that about 75% of every single episode is listened to. That's, that's like 45 minutes every single week that people are listening to my shows. Show me another, show me a more powerful medium out there for getting the attention of someone you want to listen to you. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It doesn't, you know, I'm, I've been a big proponent of video. We, we legit started video November, 2009. Like I love video. Wow. Um, the psychology behind video, you, if you can get someone to consume your video, even just 15 to 30 seconds of it, the connection, the psychological connection you can create with massive amount of people and with, with limited time from you is great and it's unmatched. But true, what the audio piece does on podcasting is it, it, there's only a certain number of people who will even watch the 30 seconds, much less the five or 10 minutes, right? Or God forbid, 45 minutes. Uh, like it just, just, just doesn't happen. So what I've noticed is, Hey, like our videos are great. It creates these connections. People start like it can create a connection faster, but with podcasting, it can go wider faster. And the good thing is like with the stats you just shared about people who listen over and over again, it gives you the chance to kind of make up time. It just takes a little bit longer 
for that for that psychological connection to get there but it gets there because it's easier to consume than it is a video more people are more likely to consume your audio over your video just because it's easier that's exactly it that is why podcasting is so hot it i i have some stats that are just nuts uh, i was at i was in orlando last week at at podfest and and learned some stats about podcasting because it it feels like it's really really hot and that everybody has a podcast it's so new though yeah it's so so small it really really is uh but people consume podcasts while doing something else that like they're walking their dog every i i enjoy walking my dog at night because i get to listen to podcasts i get to learn stuff i get to um you know get some new ideas uh driving if you commute podcasts, if you're washing the dishes, if you're at the gym, that's people crave that it's the ability to multitask in a way that isn't dangerous. And it's actually very productive and they're free and they're constantly updated. Unlike audible books or audiobooks, while th- those have the same convenience, as soon as you, as soon as a book's released, it's outdated, it's outdated and you had to buy it. Totally. Yeah. So podcasting is just, it, it makes sense for so many reasons, but um, there's still less than a million podcasts on Apple podcasts, which is like the Google for podcasts. Yep. There's less than a million. There are 650 million blogs, active blogs, active. Whoa. 650 million active blogs in the world and less than a million podcasts. Is it too late to start a blog or a website? Of course not. So this, this thought that, well, the trains left the station, you know, the, the, I can't, I can't win with podcasts. Um, it's, it's nonsense of those 911,000 podcasts on Apple right now, only 250,000 are active. Oh my gosh. It's nuts. 250,000 have released an episode in the last 90 days. That's it. So it is such a new opportunity and and I'm just talking about like having your own show. Well, I understand not everyone may want to do that. So respect. If, if you're like, I have no interest in doing a podcast, cool. Lean into your strengths, lean into your, your likes and dislikes, but advertise on local podcasts. It's unbelievable because remember, listeners are listening to 75% of each episode every week. And they, the, the host has a certain level of influence with that audience. Uh, like, like a radio show host, there's yeah. no difference. Radio show hosts in your local community are invited to VIP events. They're, they're seen as local celebrities. You, as a local podcast host, can be that same thing where you have the mayor or you know, the, high, the, the high school football coach that just won the state championship. You can have him on the show and you know, the local Instagram influencers will want to be on your show and stuff like that. You could be that person locally. But if, you're, if that doesn't interest you, find those people, find those podcasters locally and advertise on their show. I mean, you could use, sometimes you can get advertisements read by the hosts who people tune in to listen to. The hosts read it for 75 bucks an episode, sometimes a, a few hundred bucks. It depends on the size of the audience and, and what they do. But the opportunity to advertise on podcasts is mind boggling. Yeah. And no one's doing it. It, dude, it's the way that small businesses, real estate agents, lenders, et cetera, can actually have access to people the same way that like a Pepsi would or any yeah. other major corporation. Like you can get in between 
the consumer and whatever it is that they're at and for a small fraction, small fraction of what those other companies, I mean, yeah, like you and I could probably go on for another three hours about the combination of like, of content marketing, whether it be video, whatever, and podcasting. And I think video and podcasting are the two that have the most wide open ground. Um, like it is an open playing field. The train has not even thought about leaving the station yet. It's not even turned on or whatever they do to get trains going. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like they haven't loaded sure. it with coal yet or whatever. It, the hell. Yeah. Loaded I it. don't know. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do they do? I don't know, but I'm not getting my hands dirty. I can tell you that. I'm not, right. I'm not loading anything. Uh, You're very soft hands is what I hear about I, you, Kevin. I do. I do. That's the rumor anyways. <laughs> so, um, is it, if that's true, then that's hilarious. Yeah. I just no, made it up. No, I think they're okay. They, they, they do. All right. We're way off track. Um, uh, where were we again? Oh yeah. Video. Podcasting was awesome. And uh, video. Podcasting. So yeah, man, I, I, I could not agree more. Podcasting is the way to go. So let, let me ask you this because we've got to, we've got to wind down. Like, so someone's listening they go, you know what? Dustin's right. I want to, maybe I should look into podcasting. Are there like two or three steps that you could give people? Like what should somebody do if they wanted to start a podcast today? Or at least we're like, Hey, strongly considering it. First step, first step, um, definitely don't rush. Okay. So, so take the time to build the foundation, get your thoughts together. Um, I did, uh, if you want to go to YouTube on the massive agent channel, which is wildly successful, let me tell you, uh, I'm not even that active, but I did a talk at Inman a couple of years ago, um, where in 10 minutes, I, I go through the steps of how to start a podcast. The, the main the main thing you need to know is figure out what the topic's going to be. What is the show going to be about and who is the audience for it? I, I want to, I want you to fight so freaking hard this urge to make it about real estate. Please don't make it about real estate because you dramatically limit how many people will ever give a shit and will ever listen, yep. let alone share it or tune in regularly. Uh, make it about your community. What's going on in your community? What, what new attractions are coming? What businesses are moving in or moving out? What's the news? Because then you never run out of topics. Just, just be that resource for the community. So do that. So figure out the topic, figure out the name and stuff. Um, but then figure out the format, okay? You've got to define your audience, okay? So I, and I see a lot of agents who do podcasts, they do this. They're like, well, I'm going to talk to other agents. I'm going to do entrepreneurship stuff and interview other agents, but I want the consumer to hear it. And, and I want to get leads from it. You have to pick one. Yeah. It's one you of the really other. do. Yes. One or the other. So do that, define it right from the beginning, then decide, are you going to do interviews? Are you going to do just yourself? Are you going to have a co-host? What are you going to do? And if you, if you don't know what the best option is, there is no best like guests are great because like, like you're having me on your show today. Once it's published, I'm going to share it. I, because now like I want people to hear this podcast episode I was on. So I'm going to share this episode with my network. You've now leveraged my network to grow your audience. That's why guests are so powerful. So I, I, I'd encourage you to do interviews, use zoom or something, a very easy to record audio through zoom. Um, and, and, you know, it spits out an audio file, very, very easy and cost effective. Uh, but then, then just lay out a bunch of topics, like for shows, write down 25 or 30 of them. And if, if you struggle, you may not be, you may, you may need to find something else that, that you don't have a problem coming up with ideas for. That's why I say do it about the community. Not only is the audience potential, 
in like it's massively bigger than if it's about real estate, uh, but you never run out of topics. So just define that. Get wrap your head around the whole thing. So then the next step is just doing it, recording it, launching it. That's the easy part. It's uh like we talked about before. You get the topic right, and that does the heavy lifting. Yeah. So true, man. That's uh, dude, that's solid advice in just a couple minutes for anybody considering a podcast. So, all right. So you mentioned YouTube channel. What's the name of the YouTube channel? Where else can people find you uh, and go consume? Uh, you mentioned the name of the, your podcast too, is the Massive Agent Podcast. Uh, so you can look that up at anywhere podcasts are at, but tell us a YouTube channel and anywhere else people should look you up. Yeah, they could find me at Massive Agent on Instagram or Facebook, massiveagentpodcast.com probably the easiest. Yeah. Wherever, wherever fine podcasts are sold, you could find the massive agent podcast. Um, it's, it's going to be well below the Kevin and Fred's next level podcast, of course, but, uh, but, it, but it's there. Um, yeah. I, I'm easy to find that's what's, that's what's great about being a content marketer is yep. you're easy to find online, which is kind of the point, but uh, yeah, massiveagentpodcast.com is kind of home base um, for everything that I do. Awesome. Everybody called Dustin because he loves that. He'd like to talk to you. He'd like to, he'd like to do all the social things. So <laughs> I uh, love phone calls. I love interruptions like that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right, dude. Well, Hey, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and uh, doing this despite the coronavirus uh, stuff that is going on. Um, you know, luckily you're working from home. I'm at home today um, and uh, crazy stuff going on, but I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule you, to uh, you bet. record this man. My pleasure. And, and real quick, be grateful that we are in this industry where we have the flexibility to work from home. That is not a small thing. If you're struggling right now, but you have the ability at any time to go upstairs and make some coffee or to go outside and play with your kids, if you have that freedom and luxury, that is not a small thing. Be so freaking grateful for that because there's a lot of, I think most people cannot do that. So we're, we're so blessed to be in this profession. Um, now it's time to put in the work to make it work for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, dude, Dustin, Dustin nailed it, guys. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Dustin, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, man. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them.